Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hello, everyone. This is Brandon Holler, Associate Pastor at First Church, and uh, this is the podcast. I'm excited to be able to be here, really excited about the idea of going through the story of what happened in the Passion Week. And I am ready to be able to talk about what took place on Monday. Before we get to that, I want to talk about and remind us about what happened on Sunday, which we call Palm Sunday. It's one of the most peculiar passages in the entire Bible for me, where I think about all of this hoopla of Jesus coming down the Mount of Olives, people screaming, Hosanna, uh, save us. Uh, Blessed is the coming kingdom of the Father David. Hosanna in the highest. This incredible uproar of people worshiping Jesus. And yet how incredibly anticlimactic it was as he entered the temple. In Mark 11, it says this, and he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And it's so comical to me as I read it. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. Where was that same worship in the temple and what was going on there? Well, we get the answer to that as we discover what happens on Monday. And this is what it says, on the following day here in Mark 11, 12, when they came from Bethany, which was just a little town outside of Jerusalem, Jesus was hungry. And so he saw a fig tree that was in leaf and he went to see if there was anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, no figs at all. And then he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And that's kind of the end of that section. Another peculiar, weird uh, section of uh, this Passion Week. What do we make of it? Well, we get that definition and the, and the, the explanation for it as we go on. Where Jesus then comes to the temple again. He revisits it the very next day after Palm Sunday when he just kind of comes into the temple and looks around and nothing happens and he leaves. But this time when he entered the temple, he began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, and he said, this is, this is the reason I'm doing this. Is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. And what Jesus does is he quotes a verse in Jeremiah 7 and Isaiah 56 to be able to contrast uh, what the intended purpose of the temple was, which was to be a house of prayer, contrasting with the passage in Jeremiah saying, you've made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes, it says as it goes on, heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And then when evening came, they went out of the city. And that's the end of Monday. So what does the fig tree have to do with any of this? Seems like such another odd moment. And the answer to that is what happens on Tuesday when they come by the fig tree again and they see the fig tree had withered away to its roots, and, and Peter remembered what Jesus said, and he says, hey, look, what, you know, Jesus, what happened here? And Jesus simply answered, have faith in God. 
He says, truly, I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and throw into the sea and, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that it will come to pass, it will be done to him. And Jesus says this very important verse. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Jesus highlights prayer and connects it with his clearing of the temple on Monday, his coming to the temple on Sunday, and nobody incredibly impressed with him showing up, and the fact that he cursed a fig tree for not producing fruit, and it withered away at the roots. You see, what Jesus does here is he connects the fruitlessness of the fig tree with the prayerlessness of the temple in this regard. Neither of them were doing what they were created to do. They had the appearance of bearing fruit. You know, the fig tree was in leaf. Uh, The temple, I mean, my goodness, that is the place where we worship, where we pray. But there actually was no fruit that was taking place there. What we learn from this as we reflect on this Passion Week is that Jesus is looking for people and churches who do what they were created to do. A fig leaf was created to create figs. The temple was created for prayer, not for buying and selling things. And we ourselves, we are created for worship, for prayer, to look to God, to look for God in our midst, and to live in righteousness. I believe that the reason that when Jesus showed up to the temple on Palm Sunday and nobody seemed impressed, that he just kind of showed up and looked around, was because people had lost the true purpose of why the temple existed in the first place, for them to pray to seek God, and to look for him. And God himself showed up, and no one took notice. You see, the point is this. Prayerlessness, it leads to fruitlessness, which eventually leads to destruction. That temple that Jesus was in, that he uh, symbolically put a curse on, uh, literally on a fig tree, symbolically on the temple, was destroyed within the next couple decades because there was no prayer and there was no fruit. My challenge for you is take some time today to read Jeremiah 7, 1 through 11, to see how the prophet was uh, warning God's people of their previous failure of failing to pray. And contrast it with Isaiah 56, 1 through 8, as it talks about the real purpose of the temple and reminds us of our real purpose, to worship God and to pray.